Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I am your host, Michael Graham, with us, Bill Crystal, editor of the Weekly Standard. And Bill, has not been a good re- week for Susan Rice. No, and not a good week for Barack Obama. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what strikes me. Didn't President Obama say two or three weeks ago, don't come after Susan Rice, come after me, you know, to, to John McCain and the other critics of Ambassador Rice on the Hill. And then he has basically told her he's not going to appoint her, and they gave her this ludicrous face-saving way of, you know, she withdrew her, quote, candidacy. I don't, right. I don't, it's, it's totally bizarre. <laughs> You're not running for something, you know. It's not like a withdrawing from an election. Uh, you know, she was right. being considered to be Secretary of State. She's part of the administration. She didn't do well uh, in the straw poll. Never anyone write a letter, a public letter like that, withdrawing her, quote, candidacy for a position, you know. But, it's because but, she didn't do well in the Iowa straw poll, is my theory. Exactly, it feels like, you know, Tim Pawlenty with you yesterday, Susan Rice with you. <laughs> but, um, but they wanted to give her a face-saving way of doing it, and they've done that, I suppose. And now they can go ahead and nominate John Kerry to be mm-hmm. Secretary of State, and I suppose he'll get more easily confirmed. But, you know, there's a lesson in this for Republicans, which is don't believe everyone who says, oh, you can't oppose that, that you look terrible, crazy, right. you can't win, you know. I mean, there are times when I think you should you know, it's foolish to obviously fight fights that are, are genuinely unwinnable or not worth fighting. But when it's something real and substantive, and this was a substantive fight, there was no personal character assassination of Susan Rice. It was what she said publicly and what she said on the Hill in terms of public policy, in terms of Benghazi. And I, I think it was a good lesson for Republicans that, that President Obama was forced to back down. It's interesting. In her comments to NBC, Susan Rice says, I didn't mislead. I didn't misrepresent. I don't think anybody is wholly blameless, but I didn't do anything wrong. So, so, so nobody's wholly blameless in the whole world will accept me. And her defense was that what she read, I, I can't remember the sentence exactly right. from a Washington Post, that is her, that, you know, she, she simply said what the administration, right. uh, the rest of the government sort of told her to say, basically, or something like that. And that's not, you know, really, is that the, now <laughs> the criterion for judging senior officials, that right. if someone, uh, some bureaucrat somewhere sends up talking points and you read them, you're off the hook? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it was actually useful to establish a kind of accountability exactly. for Americans died in Benghazi. What went wrong? Were they honest about it? And and again, I think this has been an instance where a policy-oriented, substance-oriented critique of the administration has paid dividends. And I, I, I had to be on Fox this morning and said that it's good just any time that someone in Washington is caught lying and they get held responsible for it because then it renews a little bit America's faith that, hey, you can't do this without consequence. But the consequence here, Bill Crystal in Massachusetts, where I am, is that we are going to unload Senator John Kerry onto Washington, D.C. And you have you. my we apologies. Really, I really appreciate that. <laughs> you know, but you know, he's a nice, easygoing guy. He's not full of himself. He doesn't have a big head. <laughs> he's, he's kind of a regular guy, you know, so it'll be good for us to have him in the executive branch. I mean, it will be, I can't believe, honestly, President Obama wants him as Secretary of State. Okay. I mean, do you really want to be in meetings with John Kerry all the time? But I suppose I suppose he'll fly around the world, and he will, you know, if you're the American Secretary of State, you're treated like, in effect, like a president in many countries. He'll get to have dinner right. Uh, at the Champs Elysees and in you know very uh, and, and other prestigious places, and he'll feel good. And Obama, of course, will make foreign policy in the White House, pretty much ignoring John Kerry. What's going to happen <laughs> in Massachusetts? So if Kerry gets nominated, you have a special Senate election. In yeah, in sometime soon, in right? uh, in uh, May or June, we'd have a special election, assuming that the Democrats, who control ninety percent of the legislature, don't do what they've done twice before, which is change the rules at the last second to benefit them. And the talk now is they may change the rules to let Governor Deval Patrick appoint someone to fill the entire 
you know, until 2014 with no special election. But they haven't moved on that yet. We don't know. But my concern is that the Republican Party here is going to throw another $40 billion behind Scott Brown. He has a chance to win a special election. He'll never win the general election ever. And so you'll be paying, like we just did this past two years, $65,000 a day for a U.S. Senate seat. I don't know that it's worth it. Yeah. Well, it'll be nice to win a seat, though, and uh, reduce the Democrats' majority. There are a lot of votes that will be coming up in the Senate. But but for um, by one, is it worth $30 million for one seat for two years? For two years? I don't know. But maybe symbolically, just to show that Republicans aren't dead. And also, there's just the, the kind of the amusing character of Kerry <laughs> getting, getting, getting with the job he's died so much, and then them losing the seat just the way they lost. The only thing you need to know is where can he anchor his, John Kerry's yacht in the greater D.C. area without paying taxes? Because that's no, a key for him. Yeah, the yes. State Department probably has a nice slip in the Potomac. <laughs> is that the right term? Slip. I think that's what they use for those things. And, um, He'll be uh, he'll be hosting foreign royalty. Uh, President Assad of Syria will look his forward to his visit to the Kerry yacht. You yes. know, it should be excellent. Actually, uh, and I think this is actually a cost-saving measure by President Obama since uh, Senator Kerry already has homes in most of the countries he'll be visiting. They can save <laughs> on actually putting him up. But I want to ask you about the other move. Senator Kerry w- would have been a disastrous pick for Secretary of Defense. I, I assume he would have passed, but it would have been ugly. That's gone. Now uh, President Obama is going to reach across the aisle to former Nebraska. Republican Senator Chuck Hagel, is that what I hear? Yeah, I, I think that he seems to be the leading candidate. Um, I think that would really be appalling. I mean, however bad Obama's foreign policy is, Hagel is to the left of Obama on Iran, uh, voted against sanctions that most Democrats and Republicans voted for, voted against designating the Revolutionary Guard, a terrorist organization. Most mm-hmm. uh, Republicans, I believe most Republicans and Democrats certainly voted for that. Uh, they may not have voted on that. I think he may have opposed it, but um, gave us just this year said military force against Iran would, would be a mistake. Right. I mean, President Obama says that that's an option that's on the table. I, he, uh, appointing Hague will be a horrible signal to the world about Iran. He's very anti-Israel. President Obama, defending his Israel uh, bona fides, uh, likes to say that, well, defense cooperation has never been better. It will be very important for defense cooperation to be good if if one or the other of us takes on Iran. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have someone in there who's against uh, cooperating with Israel, basically. I mean, he's really... I, I think when people see more of Hegel's record, if Obama nominates him, I think he will have a tough time getting Hegel through the Senate. Uh, it's interesting the uh, because I read the theweeklystandard.com every single day, as the listeners should do. I saw up on the blog, you have a link to the Washington Free Beacon piece about his uh, links to a Deutsche Bank, which has been invest- is being investigated for violating the sanctions towards Iran. And, of course, a lot of European banks are in this mix because they are looking for ways to keep doing business with Iran. And that seems to be Hegel's stance is, doing business with Iran at any level you can is fundamentally a good thing. It seems that way. Yeah. We don't know. I think the piece doesn't make clear. It's not clear how much Hegel mm-hmm. knew about these, you know, the investigation of Deutsche Bank and all that. But that's certainly where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. Again, not just even about Iran and Israel. He's, he's a declinist. He believes that uh, he gave a speech just last week or two weeks ago to the Atlanta Council, which I think he's nominally chairman of, about how we can't do as much as we used to do. We need to have a consensus before we act. I mean, I do not believe that the American people, they reelected Barack Obama, but I don't think they want this guy, especially as Secretary of Defense. I mean, shouldn't someone be at the Defense Department who is worrying about keeping America strong, not about uh, making sure that we're uh, don't you know that we're almost too weak to, to act alone, and um, which is sort of where Chuck Hagel would like to see, I think, uh, America as a as a force in the world. He, he doesn't think we should act alone, and he doesn't mind if we draw down our defenses enough so that it's much more difficult for us to act alone. Okay, so Bill Crystal, a couple of suggestions then for President Obama, who should be on his list. 
Besides Bill Crystal, of course. Who should be Secretary of Defense? Yes. I mean, well, he's got a couple of competent technocrats in there now who aren't aren't quite doing what I would want to do, but I think Ganesh Carter, who's Deputy Secretary, and Michelle Flournoy, who was Undersecretary in the first two, three years of the mm-hmm. Obama administration, are both respected center, you know, Hillary Clinton-type Democrats who, you know, I think mean well, and uh, they're just too liberal, but um, they, they would be easily confirmed, and they would at least give professional leadership to the Defense Department. The other thing about Hagel, I've known him a long time, and I used to like him. He was a McCain supporter back in 2000, but he's a kind of a quick-tempered and um, short-tempered guy, very bad boss in the Senate, famously. Uh, he's not a guy with the kind of temperament you want at defense. Whatever you think of Bob Gates and Leon Panetta, they're grown-up, mature people who I think have guided the building with a pretty steady hand. Uh, I don't think you could be confident that Chuck Hagel would do that. Uh, here is the uh, shocking news. We're breaking it on the uh, podcast here with Bill Crystal. Scott Brown, he spent uh, his entire adult life as a member of the, uh, the Guard and the military. He's a military attorney. Uh, President Obama picks him as Secretary of Defense. He's easily uh, you know, passes the Senate, and he doesn't run in Massachusetts, and the Rep- Democrats hold on to the Senate seat. Secretary of Defense uh, Scott Brown. Uh, I love it. I love it. That is huge breaking news. And he's a moderate. He's a total a moderate, moderate but, he's, but he's good but on defense issues. Brown and the, that would be very clever, yes. actually. You know what's funny? I mean, I don't think it's going to happen, but it's a clever <laughs> idea. What strikes me about Obama, this is a case where he really could be easily getting sort of some bipartisan credit Absolutely. and good media attention by being a little more of a statesman in his first month or two, whatever he ultimately is going to do in foreign policy. I mean, why isn't he calling Henry Kissinger and Jim Baker and leaking out the word that he's consulting widely? He's, he's not doing any of that that I can see, though. It's, it's a tiny little group in the White House. He's, he wants to appoint the most left-wing people he can, Susan Rice or Chuck Hagel. Um, he's been stopped with Susan Rice, but I'm a little startled. I mean, just from his own point of view, I don't think it's wise um, to begin his second term this way. So you've forgotten the operating mantra of the Obama White House already, Bill Crystal. Bleep you, we won. And that really well, is true. their operating I, principle. And that's true. I, I try to always look at the sunny side, and I block out <laughs> these unfortunate facts about things. But it's it's not gonna it's gonna hurt him. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. it's a mistake for Obama. It's not very good for the country either, probably. But it's gonna weaken him faster than than he expects in his second term. Bush showed this in 2005, unfortunately, from my point of view. You can get reelected. You can increase your seats in the Senate and the House, as the Republicans did in 2004. Uh, you can be very weak as a second-term president very fast. And I, I think Obama, to my surprise, I thought he's a shrewd guy. He's got some shrewd advisors. He's really going down a path, I think, that will not serve him well. One last question, just a brief second on this. Will he go down the path off the fiscal cliff? Is he prepared to see the shock that it'll make on the markets, really, because the damage can be undone simply soon after by legislative action, but it'll be the shock to the markets, I think, that people are worried about. Will he do that? Yeah, though the markets might recover. I don't know. I, I, I can't tell there, too. It's hard for me to know what his real negotiating position. I think he can win, from his point of view, a negotiation on this. He does just have more leverage, mm-hmm. but um, that does require shrewdness on his part, and maybe they're so stubborn that they'll blow the chance to actually pocket a victory, which I think he could, on the fiscal cliff negotiations and end up uh, in bad shape on that, too. I don't know. Bill Crystal, thanks so much. This is the Weekly Standard Podcast. Check out weeklystandard.com regularly for more podcasts. I am Michael Graham.